Welcome to the Stream of David on Om Times Radio with best-selling author, channel, and creator of the Taya Spiritual Practice. David Strickle shares the eternal wisdom of the consciousness called the Stream. Prepare to have your mind blown and receive clarity on your life and the universe like you perhaps never have before. And now, your host, David Strickle. Hi, welcome to the Stream of David show. I am here today with a good friend and one of my favorite people, Paula Kid Casey, the lawyer of attraction. Hi, Paula. Hi, David. I love you <laughs> and love being on your show. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, and it's funny, we, we were both uh, like last minute uh, jumping on air, so we didn't have time to catch up before the show. So guess what? We're just going to catch up on live radio. <laughs> Whether anyone so else your... wants to know about us or not. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your deepest, darkest, personal uh, stuff that you want to catch up with? I'm kidding. But what is going on with you? Kind of catch us up uh, on what's going on in your world. Oh, well, I'm in Wichita, Kansas. We're pretty, um, you know, we're pretty calm and collected and pretty in in the flow. Um, I have my own radio show on the Law of Attraction Radio Network, and I teach a program and um, just doing our best to stay aligned with Source. So we're doing good here. How about you? How are you? There you go. Uh, good. Really good. Um, you know, it's funny when you said we're staying calm here. I, I was thinking, are you staying calm or is everyone staying calm? Because I don't know if calm is the method uh, for most people these days, it seems. But, you know, by this time with, with COVID, I think everybody's sort of just settled down around that. It's in my world, it really settled down around it. And it's just kind of the new reality that we're flowing through right now. And in California, just went on another lockdown. Uh, as of uh, midnight last night, uh, we're back into. And what does that full... look like? What does that look like? A lockdown? Uh, you can't go to the grocery store. Uh, I think we could go to essential stuff, but restaurants all closed. And it's funny because the uh, over the weekend the restaurants were packed because everybody was going out. <laughs> so we went out to one of my favorite restaurants Friday night and uh, yesterday for brunch. Uh, my fantastic uh, business manager. Stacy came over from LA with her husband and uh, we went to uh, to brunch at one of my other favorite places here in Palm Springs yesterday. And it was just good to, you know, everybody just kind of business as usual, just got out and, and did their thing. And now we're back in this lockdown mode just in time for the holidays. And I had a couple of holiday parties planned uh, and they were limited. You know, they weren't going to be, you know, 50 people like we normally do. Uh, but still, they were a little more popular than we anticipated. Everybody said yes when we thought most people were going to say no. And then we realized they were too big, and then the lockdown came along, and we had to, to cancel both of them. So no uh, no entertaining this year, really, for the holidays. So that's different. And you can't do it in your house? Well, th those were in the house. No, you're not supposed to have uh, – oh. I think the original guideline was you were not supposed to have more than three households in your home at a time. Uh, and, you know, we had a few more people than that coming. And then I think it's now back to you're not supposed to do anything. So I don't know how they really police that or who. I would love to know what the that. stream. I would love to know what the stream thinks of that. <laughs> well, the stream will tell. I you know we don't have to. I don't have to directly channel to tell you. The stream will say okay, we all yeah. create our own reality. And if you respond to that in fear, that you're going to manifest something of that nature. And if you yes. respond to it in, in indifference, you're probably going to have something of that nature. And if you respond. Uh, really not at all and, and, and just kind of going with the flow, then that's probably what's going to happen for you. And that's kind of how I have been reacting to all of this stuff. That's how I, you know me, it's how I react to everything, just sort of go with the right, flow right? And, and try to do my best to, to keep my vibe high and not judge things and just let whatever's going on be my fun in the moment. So if my fun in the moment is no holiday parties, then we'll find other ways to have fun. Well, and, you know, I never went out and partied anyway, so my life's not that much different than it was. <laughs> and I love the word judgment. I love that when you said the word judgment because we, we, we don't have – we can judge it. We can not judge it and just live in the now. Nothing bad right now is happening. So I, I love that attitude of yours, David. Yeah, it's the, the detuning of judgment is a very transformative thing in our lives because, we you know, we're discerners of preference, so we're sort of judgmental naturally. But you can learn to be less and less and less judgmental, especially when you learn to detune fear, that fear-based judgment that comes from things. You just kind of stop yourself and, you know, why am I feeling this way? Am I just, you, you know, if I remove fear and judgment, how do I really feel? And that's what I call clarity. And clarity is my favorite manifestation of all. 
And I love that. So, so let's tell our listeners, how, how are they going to get out of fear when they're in fear? Because that, that becomes this loop, right? It goes up that spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, you, have to, do, you have to transition your conscious way of thinking to ultimately overwrite your subconscious mind so that you're, you, we don't use, we don't tend to use terms like subconscious mind. We, we use default vibration because I think that's really what's going on is your default vibration is one of fear. Uh, just living in, in our world, uh, we live in a, a world that, that uses fear very effectively to play on people's emotions and get them to behave in certain ways, whether it's buying a product or not doing something or, subscribing to a set of beliefs, you know, so often it's, it's rooted in fear. So if you've been consuming a healthy dose of fear your whole life, you've got to understand that it's going to take some time and, and, and some effort actually to detune the fear mechanism, but it's worth the effort to do that. And what the stream has gotten into lately, and I love these teachings, is about vibrational flow. How we mm. have this, you know, sort of flow of, you know, polarity pulls. And you went through boot camps, so you understand polarity takes your vibration up and down the spiral. But we actually have a vibrational flow that, that flows through our lives. And there are this sort of an, an overarching, you know, vibration. Life is generally good. And then we can dip down into these low points in our life where, you know, life is less than good. And then we can go right back up. And it's not unnatural to have this vibrational flow. In fact, everything has it, but how we're reacting to it makes all the difference. And a lot of that lower vibrational stuff is only bad or negative because we're judging it as such. So really when you stop that, that judgment of that lower vibrational period, then you start to detune the fear because that's what happens lower... to fear very often. Go ahead. Right. But the lower vibrations, you don't feel good when you're in the lower vibrations. And I know that's a judgment, right? But if you're right. in the lower vibrations, you could be anger or frustration, and, and you're not feeling But you, but you always good. go there, right? I mean, no matter what you do, you can experience it differently, but you're not going to cure dipping into to, to less than high vibration on occasion. Right, right, right. And you're right. And, you know, we can't beat ourselves up when we do that. This is a really unusual time, and... You know, I've turned off the news. <laughs> I refuse to fly into the fear and, you know, just try to, you know, be in gratitude. I think that's probably the, a really good vibration to be in right now. Yeah, definitely. There's, I, I don't think you will ever go wrong with looking for things to appreciate and be grateful for. That, that's just an instant uh, boost in vibration no matter what. And right. you know, I, I know that there are times that we can get so far down there. I, I don't really visit that low anymore just because I've got the tools to not go that far. But it's not unusual for, pe for people to get so down in vibration that they can't even think of something to appreciate. And that's when I say, take your mind off of whatever it is that's dragging you down. And, you know, and sometimes it's just plain old polarity that's dragging you down a bit. And that's not unusual and there's nothing wrong with you if that happens. That's vibrational flow. There's a purpose for that. But just doing something to take your mind off of it until you can find us something to appreciate is 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 very, very, very transformative in your life. Looking, you know, being able to to walk that little path up your spiral through appreciation to maybe quieting your mind a little bit and then rolling back into that higher vibrational love of self, that's where it's at. And that's where everything you want resides, right? Right. I love your love of self. And, you know, if we just quiet our minds, we don't have to try to feel anything. If we can just take a big, deep breath and quiet our minds, that kind of uh, stops the, the at least the negative vibrations and, and, and allows yeah. us to kind of re uh, mm -hmm. rethink in everything. And I love what you just said about love of self. I mean, that's such a hard thing for people for people to do, I mean, I was just uh, watching one of Louise Hayes thing about mirror work, you know, and looking in the mirror. And this would be a good time for people to do that because they have nothing else to do, right? <laughs> they can't go out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, yeah. I've had to, I've had a little journey of that because I've you know I created Taya for myself to to you know transition uh, areas of my life where I wanted to improve, and it worked on everything. But I for a while I was really really caught up. And you knew me at this time. I got really caught up 
in my physical appearance. I wanted to be in the best shape of my life. You know, I was all about, uh, you know, hitting the gym and eating a strict diet and tanning and doing all this stuff. So I looked a certain way and I, and I loved it. I loved the, the transformation because, you know, I, I love to put that picture out there of me at 41 when I was 300 pounds and the one at 51 oh, yeah. when I was really in good shape. And that's I got good, really, really into that. And this magical thing called COVID-19 <laughs> came into my life and, you know, shut, shut down my, uh, you know, most of my activities because I, I, I didn't spend time uh, in Palm Springs sitting at home. We were out doing stuff every night because it's a resort town. There's always something to do here. Well, during COVID, there's not, and there's no gym. And it just so happens that I love to cook. And during this time, I've always been a good cook, Paula, but I've never been a good baker. Are you a baker? I'm not a baker nor a cook. I didn't. I, 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 I'm trying to think. Maker. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Maker. For some reason, I don't think you're the vibe of. I, I knew you weren't really into <laughs> cooking, but I didn't know if maybe you were. Sometimes people bake just for. Uh, the, no, the, my the husband's the cook and stuff. But yeah, but this was a good time to do that. So you started doing that, huh? Yeah. So I started baking and cooking and not going to the gym, and suddenly I started putting some weight back on. Oh. And for a little bit, I was fighting it. I was really fighting this this weight gain. You know, like oh my gosh, I can't do this, and we've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and we've got to build a gym at the house and you know, I can't let this come back on. And then I realized, Whoa, I'm not loving myself unconditionally. Yeah. I'm sort of judging myself here instead of just really relaxing into enjoying the period. Cause it really hit me. I need to remove judgment from this topic because if I remove judgment from this topic, you know, right now staying home and cooking and baking and just enjoying, you know, Michael and I enjoying each other and just being at home with the dog and hanging out. That's kind of what this time is about. And I'm very accepting of all of that. But the component of it, of cooking and baking and eating and putting on a little extra weight, <laughs> I was really judging that. And now I've really moved into, I'm not going to judge that. I'm just going to love what is. And this is the period that we're flowing through. And I know myself well enough to know that I won't necessarily stay, you know, with the extra pounds that I put on during this time, uh, but I'm not going to hate myself over it. And I'm not going to be disgusted with myself over it. I'm just, you know, I still I want to be in that space of self-love and just enjoying what is in the moment, just like I'm enjoying COVID-19 for whatever, you know, flows. If our illustrious governor decides to shut the entire state down, then we'll be at home. If the illustrious governor decides to open <laughs> it up, then we'll go out and just kind of flow with whatever is rather than pushing against it. Because the pushing against just lowers your vibration and it actually ends up cutting other good things in your life off from your, your reality. Right, right. And, you know, the loving yourself is, is, what, three words, but it's really hard to do. I mean, give them some ideas how they can start doing that. Yeah, a lot of it is just the work in your worthiness and, and kind of sifting mm, through your life experience and thinking about why you you formed this opinion of yourself. You know, are you on Instagram looking at, I've been talking a lot about this lately, the people that have the, um, you know, the Instagram accounts that just show you how perfect and beautiful their lives are. You know? oh, <laughs> they have yeah. the best bodies, they have the most beautiful homes, they have the most perfect children, they have the cutest I don't dogs. even know how to get on and Instagram, it's... so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Instagram, but you know, the, after a while though, it's all very, it's kind of like going to Disney World. Have you ever been to Walt Disney World? Uh, oh my God, love it. Disneyland, Disney World, yes. Yeah, and everything there is kind of perfect, right? Every, every you know, flower is perfect. Every shrub is perfect. The sidewalks are clean. The stores, everybody's friendly. They've created this little, you know, false sense of utopia within there. And they do it very well. Very, very uh -huh. well. Now, anytime I go to, to someone's property and it's so manicured and so perfect, it's kind of Disney-esque to me. And... So this Disney idea of everything's perfect all the time, uh, you know, people, if you buy into that and then you start judging your life against that, right. you're lowering your vibration. Right. So the, the, you can look at that stuff all you want. You know, I believe you should be able to go on Instagram if you want. You should be able to, to turn on the news and, and not have it take you down your spiral. But if it does, because you've got, you know, so much of this programming uh, you know, going on internally, then you do need to turn it off and, 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 and do some internal work so that that stuff doesn't trigger you any longer. That's the key. And then don't judge yourself for having to do that. 
That's just where right. you are because we were all programmed to feel less than worthy. You know, I was taught, well, you know, I had a rough childhood. I was taught that I was not even wanted by my parents. But, you know, even religion, you know, this whole idea of, you know, you're here to serve God and God be God fearing and you must be obedient and worthy and all of that stuff. You know, a lot of us were raised with that sort of message. And, and, and you know, the, I, I never reconciled that with God is love and loves all of the children. It was sort of two different messages, you know, coming from the same source, it seemed. So the, that path to worthiness and self-love is really sort of sorting through your life and, and coming to understand how you formed the opinion that you have and then sort of debunking it, understanding, you know, that, that zoomed out perspective of no fear, no judgment that source really has for us. And then kind of going back and reapplying that and understanding that there's so much human judgment that only has the meaning that you give to it. I, I feel this way about myself. Uh, you know, if you're a young girl, you know, you're feeling bad about yourself because you don't look like Barbie. Then realize that, okay, well, Barbie's not real. You know, Barbie's a doll and it's okay to have one. But don't compare yourself to that. And don't compare your, and don't judge yourself by the way other people who are lower in vibration, if they're judging you or saying about you, don't, don't judge yourself based on that. Yeah, because, you know, we're, it's just a mirror. Whenever anybody's feeling something, you know, it's just a mirror of how they're feeling about themselves. And I, and I love when you said the word yeah. worthiness. Yeah. You know, worthiness is just based on lack and scarcity. You know, we, we think we're not enough, you know, or we think there's not enough for us to have. And and if we can get into that abundant mind flow, that, that vibrational flow you were talking about, that there's an abundance of everything uh, and that we're worthy to have it, that kind of helps our self-image that, um, you know, that, that we're worthy, that there's enough out there. We don't have to fight over the pieces of pie anymore. We can make more pies. You can make more pies because exactly. you're a baker. <laughs> and then you eat well, them. I even know how to make pie crust now. <laughs> well, let's take a you quick do, break and we, we get back. We, yeah, I'll tell you about it when we get back from the break. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with Paula Kid Casey. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya boot camp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are back with Paula Kid Casey, the lawyer of attraction. So <laughs> we were we were dipping into pie crust, spirituality, <laughs> and self-worthiness when, when we went to break. So yeah, I made pie crust for the first time. I've, I've baked pies in the past, but I've never I've always used a store-bought crust. And this is this is worthiness right there. I always thought it was really difficult to make a pie crust. And I started watching these people. Uh, there's a guy that I love on YouTube. Uh, it's called Preppy Kitchen. He's a baker on YouTube. And, you know, I wasn't a cook in the beginning. I started cooking. I started watching uh, when I was in my corporate job. I would come home and decompress with usually a cocktail. But I would turn on the Barefoot Contessa and watch this woman in the Hamptons cook. And uh -huh. even though I wasn't that into cooking at the time, it was really relaxing. And over time, I started buying her cookbooks and trying to make her stuff and found it very easy to, to make her stuff. And it really turned out good. And she taught me how to cook. So if I ever get a chance to meet uh, Ina Garden, the Barefoot Contessa, I'm going to tell her she taught me how to cook. I'm sure she's never heard that before, right? So she did. She taught yep. me how to cook. And now Preppy Kitchen's te teaching me how to bake. So I made uh, pie crust, and I made it with vodka. Oh, instead of hot water? Because it's what, it's <laughs> right. large? Well, usually oh. you, you use ice water because you want to keep it right. cold 
because right. you want the butter to stay hard so it melts and creates a flaky pie crust. So you do know about baking. But if you use well, vodka, it was vodka. I'm old enough to know that you use Crisco. I don't think they make that anymore, but you use butter, so okay. Yeah, no, I use butter. I use butter and okay. vodka and flour and salt and a little bit of cinnamon, and uh, and, it, and it, they turned out really nice. Wow. Really, really nice. And the vodka, <laughs> the alcohol evaporates, so it doesn't taste like yeah. vodka, and there's, you're not getting drunk on a pie crust. But the, <laughs> the vodka moistens the crust without developing the gluten, so it's a little science going on. And it's funny because this preppy oh. kitchen guy was a science teacher and now he's a baker. He's a really good baker. And he does stuff that I'll never even attempt to do that's just beautiful. But it's it's an interesting yeah. show to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well good so, for you. What kind of pie do you make? Uh my standards pecan and pumpkin. But his pecan and pumpkin cool. pies are so next level. That was the best pumpkin pie I've ever had in my life. It was so good. And the prettiest good pecan pie I ever made. Yeah, they turned yeah, out really, sure really nice. I'm sure there's something spiritual about this. It is about doing anything, right? Because you're making, you're creating, right? You're creating something. Yeah. You're, you're putting different ingredients together and coming out with something that's totally new, vodka pie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you yeah. know what it is. It's interesting to me how we evolve. Like I'm sure putting vodka in pie crust is a relatively new thing and, and then pureeing the you know, the uh, filling the way that you do now, and, you know, it's very different than you used to do pumpkin pie. So everything evolves and gets better. Just when you think it's everything, you know, something is as good as it could possibly be, someone's going to come along and make it better. Well, that is the expansive nature of our entire universe. So understanding that everything can be improved upon always, and it doesn't mean that there's a flaw in the old way. I was on a show this morning and we were talking about uh, Abraham. And sometimes I get into talking about how the stream can be different than Abraham. And I always want to be very clear that I'm not criticizing Abraham. I think Abraham is brilliant. And I think Abraham is the only Abraham that will ever be. There's not going to be a next Abraham. I, I do run into a lot of people that say that, you know, they're, they're a channel and they're the next Abraham. And when I started channeling, I asked the stream why I needed to get out there and put this out there when there, Abraham was already so prolific and, and, and so well received by everyone. And they said very clearly that everything is always evolving. And mm -hmm. in that evolution, Abraham is the perfect message for the intended audience, which is the vibrationally aligned audience and always will be. But the stream is going to be something else. And I had no idea what they meant by that because at that time, I really thought Abraham was the answer to everything. And uh -huh. then the, the stream has become its own thing and its own message and its own set of teachings. Now, universal law has not changed. But the way so how that do you think taught, the stream is how do you think the stream is different than Abraham? This is a good question. Yeah, good. yeah. Well, it's interesting because we, we've had some time now with the stream's teachings and the Taya practice and all of that. I think that we, where Abraham really wants to focus... Uh, those that are in vibrational alignment with that message, very truthfully, focus on what you want, focus on what you want, focus on what you want, because that's what you're going to get is whatever you're focusing on. So focus on what you want. That's true. And I think that for a whole lot of people, that works very, very, very well. But for some people like me, I kept hitting this wall of all of this crap from my background that was taking my vibration down. And as much as I would want to focus just on what I wanted and not on what I didn't, there were things that were rooted in that transgressor energy that kept taking my vibration back down. Now, I understand vibrational flow, which is what the stream is teaching heavily about these days, and that we have these days, and we all know this, we have these days of, of, that we're in high vibration, and it's sort of just natural. We just feel good, and we know that when we're up there, if you understand the law of attraction, when you're up in that higher vibrational state, that is your positive creation territory, and the things that you think about come to you. And that that is the method of, that is the universal law of attraction. That is the universal process of creation. Mm -hmm. However, polarity is going to take that vibe down. And when you take that vibe down, you can start visiting topics that are opposite, that are negative. You can start manifesting obstacles in your life. You can start demanifesting some of the positive stuff that was well on its way to you from your higher vibrational state. And we all go through this up and down flow. This is why we go into high vibration. We start thinking about something. You know, we are in that high vibrational state. We're in meditation. We're breathing. We're going through this flow. We're 
appreciating ourselves. We're thinking about that new thing that we want to start that we're so excited about. And we just know that it's going to be successful and it's all coming together and it just seems so perfect. And then we kind of leave it there. The next day, we want to go back into that same space, but our vibration is not the same. Polarities take right. us down a bit. And then we think about that business that we were creating in our minds yesterday. And suddenly that little voice chimes in that wasn't there yesterday. And that little voice says, wait a minute, that's not going to work. How are you going to do that? You don't have the money for that. You've never manifested anything like that before. You, you better just keep your job and stay in your lane. <laughs> you know, and everybody has this. And that is vibrational flow. And the key to success with vibrational flow is to just understand the nature of high and low. And what we teach people in boot camp is, you know, when you're down in that lower vibration, don't board the thought train. The thought train is always going to pull up into the station right. and invite you to get on. Yeah. And you don't want to hop on and go down the spiral in the thought train, right? Don't, don't plant a garden, right? Don't pitch a tent. Don't right. Don't, because that's yeah. negative creation territory. So the very best thing right. that you can do is just appreciate vibrational flow Understand. And I always just say, just understand I'm down the spiral right now. It's okay that I'm down here and I'm going to go use my tools that I've created for myself to move up. Like you said, meditation, quieting your mind, looking for things to appreciate. If you're really down, I always say low thought activities, iron something, wash some dishes, do something <laughs> manual that's easy to do that takes just a little bit of thought. And that will actually raise your vibration if you're down low. That will actually take your vibration up. As long as you're not saying, you know, I hate ironing, I, I don't want to do this. You know, that's the right, way right. to approach it. Yeah. And some people, you know, Michael, uh, my partner, loves ironing. He loves it. We have the crispest napkins you'll ever see oh my <laughs> because God, it's therapeutic. I've never touched an iron <laughs> in years. Obviously, well, I'm not. There you go. It's a low thought. Well, I don't think you need low thought activities. I don't know if you're capable of low thought activity, Paul. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think you you're know, pretty I'm high thought most of the time. Or I'm just, yeah, I'm just ADHD. And, and you know, creative. This time has made me so much more creative, wanting to be more creative, right? I think, I think, uh, and one of the things you said, you know, we're either growing and expanding or we're contracting, right? So that's one, that's why we're revolving because we can never be static. People that think that they're staying the same, they're not staying the same. They're just gradually, you know, um, yeah, you're declining, all right? You're expanding or yeah, you're declining right. by default because you don't, you can't right. be static. You're right. I was just saying that this morning. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, people go, I'm okay where I'm at. Well, no, you're not. We've either got to, and you're fine where you're at. Everybody's just fine where they're at. But growing, you know, we're evolving. We need to, we, we, we need to evolve to something more. And that can just be more thought or better thought or kinder, or it doesn't have to be a new degree or anything. It just, uh, we're, we're, and I like what you said that, you know, that, and David, 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 you're David, the stream is, resonates with certain people that Abraham doesn't, Right. So there's a reason that you're all here speaking up and thank God, yeah. because we need all you guys right now. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that um, I yeah. found out this week, you know, I do these um, these discovery sessions with people that want to come into to boot camp. I'm sure you do something similar to that for yours. Uh, and I always ask, how did you discover the stream? That's the first thing I ask somebody when we pop on that Zoom meeting. <laughs> and she said through Abraham. And I said, well, so you like searching Abraham videos and one of my videos popped. She goes, no, Abraham talked about you. Uh, what? And I know. <laughs> I said, Abraham Hicks talked about you? <laughs> so apparently, and I, and I'm saying this on the radio sort of on purpose because anybody out there, if you have, uh, if you've seen this video, please send it my way because I'm dying to see it. But she said that, uh, and, and this obviously was from uh, a few months back because during COVID, I don't think uh, Esther is doing any live workshops and hasn't been, you know, since uh, COVID. But she does them on Saturdays. A, she does them but, on Saturdays. Uh, from what she says, it was a workshop, and it was one of those videos oh. that people they record the audio and then they put their uh, they put pictures over it. There's no video. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's, I and it's all over YouTube, all right? So it was one of those right. on YouTube, and somebody got into the hot seat. And said, there's somewhat, there's another channel called the Stream of David in the hot seat to Abraham, apparently. And I have not heard this firsthand. This is ah. And they go deeper. And it was something about they go, they go deeper into contrast than you do. I don't remember the exact words. They go deeper into something than you do. Why is that? And she said, Abraham's answer was because they're so much smarter than we are. 
which I'm, <laughs> I'm sure was to be funny, right? <laughs> like I know enough about Abraham to know that, that they were not serious with that answer. <laughs> so here's so, a question. Does, does the stream talk to Abraham? <laughs> I mean, they're up there together, uh, I, right? They're I, think, together. I think what it is, I don't think there, there's a difference between the two. I think the yeah, filter that's delivering them to planet Earth is the difference. Yeah, I think I, yeah, Abraham I and yeah. Joshua and, and uh, the stream are all the same, and others are all the same thing. Yeah. But they're being just, filtered you know, in different ways. All right. You know Stacey Oberman, right? I was just talking to her. She was on my radio show, and we were talking about you, David, and just about different filters, right, that we're all receiving the same Source, right. right. And I think people channel differently, differently, too. Not everybody is a trans channel. And, and I think everyone channels their own way, whether they're ever intending to you know, share that with the world or keep it to themselves. Right. Everybody has access. The stream says that all the time, that they, they say they flow through all creation. So they, that stream of consciousness is what Abraham is. But Esther is, is channeling Abraham. So the Abraham message is very much a co-creation of that consciousness and Esther, and to some extent, Jerry, because I think he was very involved in crafting, you know, what Abraham is today. So, and he's up there now, certainly. Him, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, he still yeah, gets credit. He gets billing, you know, 10 years after his departure from planet Earth, right? His physical departure. Yeah, but he's in Abraham so, now. He's on the other side doing it. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do think it's all rooted in the, in the same, in, in the stream of consciousness that we call source. And, and it really is that. And we tend to think in human terms, so we think in linear time, and we know that you know right. on Earth, well, we don't know that, but we're told that there's no linear time, and we think in terms of individual beings. Right. And mm -hmm. for a while, I used to kind of take the 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 Abraham language of non-physical entities, and I really quit saying that because I, you know, the stream to me is a stream of consciousness, and I believe that's what Abraham is as well. But I think it's just perceived differently by those who are sharing it. And that's not a bad thing because Esther perceives and shares Abraham the way that she does is what makes it Abraham. And, right, and, right. and that's why it serves the people that it serves. So there's nothing wrong or bad or better or worse. It's none of that stuff. It's different. We're not all, we're not a one size fits all world. We're just not. There's and no message that's going to come right? to planet Earth that's going to be right for everybody. What's that? Here's a Here's a great metaphor. So they're different ingredients, right? We're talking about baking. So the ingredient sure. that I'm, is, I'm the vodka the and Esther's the water. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, she doesn't. Really? I know for a fact she doesn't drink, and I do. So there's the difference, right? There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but anyway, you know. So that's the ingredient of the stream is David, right? And the ingredient. And here's the deal, everybody out there. You're your own ingredient, right? And and when when you can align with source, you're going to get an entirely different viewpoint than you know esther and david and um i, I love it you know it's just different yeah. ingredients and, and well that's, that's the cool thing about doing. teachings like abraham or the stream or, or whomever is it's it's void of all of that you need to follow this and this is the only way you know that that right. cult like you you have to do this is absent from that and that's what appealed to me about abraham and that really appealed to me when I started sharing what we now call the stream, you know, and they did not, you know, the stream didn't come in and say, we are the stream and you were channeling us. This was a, 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 a knowing that I've had my whole life that once I was inspired by Esther's sharing of Abraham, I knew that I had my own version of that coming to me. And when I decided to share it, I asked for a name and became very clear to me that that, that naming, that's all human creation. And Jerry and Esther talk about that early on. They talked about calling it, naming it Abraham. And for me, I realized that, okay, I don't really need to call it a, a human name because it's not human. It's a stream of consciousness that we all have access to. I'm just going to call you the stream. And it just worked. And then the stream of David just came from there. And then, you know, the rest is history. But that's that's where that came from. Is, is well, when, I'm when sharing we come something back... <laughs> When we come back but, from our break in a minute, I want to ask you about that because that's evolved too, right? The way you have interpreted. Oh yeah, yeah. All of that stuff is. Yeah. A, we can talk about the evolution of that certainly. Let's yeah. let's go to break and we get back. We'll dive right yeah. back into that. That that'd be great. We'll be right back with Paula Kid Casey, <laughs> <laughs> the co-host of the Who's show. In charge. <laughs> Who's <the one> <laughs> 
Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. I'm so comfortable in my skin and who I am that it just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. I'm so full of joy and clarity every day to feel this good and this amazing. I, as I said, there's, there's no words. I can't stress enough how wonderful this program is. I was living in fear. My life felt like it was a constant groundhog day. Every morning I woke up, I felt, oh, here we go again, you know. This is the first time I feel like I took control of my own life. Probably the best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life, and now I am living it. I'm creating it, and it's not a dream anymore. It's reality. It's time to awaken to abundance with the Taya practice in Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today to learn more about the Taya practice and book your free discovery meeting. We are back with co-host Paula Kid Casey. Or the one in charge, Paula Casey. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the alpha uh, attorney uh, show host, Paula Kid Casey. I think it's hilarious. It's really funny. Well. Like, I'm just going to kick back and let you host if you want. It's fine with me. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm done. I'll let you know when I'm done. I love talking to you. We, you know, we hit it off immediately, right, when we got to know each other, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love your vibe. I absolutely have always adored your vibe uh, in every sense of the word. So definitely. Oh, thank you. Well, let's talk about the evolution of the stream because, you know, I, I know your story. And if anybody out there hasn't got his book and I don't get paid for <laughs> telling people to buy it, but it's it's your background on you really had a difficult childhood. But, you know, you, you saw things at an early age, right? You saw ghosts and talked to people. But so how has the stream evolved since you've really like identified it? Uh, quite a bit. And it's interesting because I, I am certain that <laughs> my sharing it and other people coming in and asking questions and of course creating the Taya practice, which I never imagined, it just happened. I can't even tell you how that really happened. It just happened. You know, these things are just unfolding and evolving before me. And I think it's because I have learned to stop being so intentional with my manifestations. I sort of did all that. You know, I did that in my 40s. I lost the weight. I got off the Oxycontin. I got out of the bad relationship. I, you know, all of that stuff. All the stuff everybody wants to do. I did all of that. I got really intentional with, with what I wanted to manifest. And I know how to do that. But now I am enjoying really zooming out and really just allowing the universe to deliver an amazing life experience where I don't even have to be so specific about what I want anymore. I'm just wanting fun, good times, well-being, you know, just joy, and I'm getting it. So the stream has evolved with my understanding of universal law and my being more and more and more and more at peace with that zoomed out perspective of non-fear and non-judgment, there were certain aspects of my sharing of it that were flavored by me, if you will. And I see in Esther's sharing of Abraham, and I see everybody, I, I reference Abraham a lot because it's the only other channel I really have gotten deep into to paying attention to. And, and I don't anymore, simply because I really wanted the stream to evolve into its own thing, and it really did. You know, in the beginning, it was a little more Abraham-esque, but I really set the intention that I want to remove as much human from this message as possible. Now, I'm still speaking it using my intellect and vocabulary, such as it is, and so it's going to be somewhat flavored by me because I'm the one that's choosing the words, but there are things that come from the stream that are so beyond uh, mainstream thinking that I think I was limiting it more in the beginning. And now my goal is to limit it, not at all, and to really wow. just let it flow. And this super zoomed out perspective of non-judgment is, is where they're coming from. And that's what you get with the stream. And that's why it can seem so blunt sometimes and so matter of fact. And sometimes if you're just tuning into these teachings can seem... Um, 
cruel almost. And it's not cruel at all. It's nothing but love. But sometimes we've been taught that certain things are cruel that really aren't. And like blaming the victim, you know, we hear that sometimes. Right. Oh, you're blaming the victim because we talk about the victim vibration. And the street right. isn't blaming anyone. They're not about blame at all. They're not about judgment at all. But they hear that coming from my human voice and they're not really tuned into what's going on. And they'll kind of pass through. They'll hear some teachings. And, oh, it's victim blaming. It's not victim blaming, but it's about re accepting responsibility that you are the creator of your reality because that is very empowering. And it's not about going back into your past and saying, okay, you know, how, how did I... Um, how did I manifest, you know, being abused as a three-year-old? Well, everything is indeed a manifestation, but that doesn't mean that a three-year-old child is, is wanting to be abused. It's not that at all. The teaching is a lot deeper than that. But sometimes when you're just sampling a moment of the stream's teachings, it's it can be very hard to comprehend because they right. go really deep into things, really, really, really deep. So it, it pays to sort of listen to, to more of it with an open mind to try to comprehend, you know, what they're trying to tell you, because they'll always come around to making their point. And the point is always going to be, we are the power always, 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 always. Not we, the stream, we, each individual entity right. of divinity. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Every, well, every being is, is actually creating their own reality, but we are creating a mix of things that we want and things that we do not always. And that is a condition of physical reality, but you can alter the quantities of those things and the magnitude of those things so that the negative stuff isn't even seen as negative anymore. It's just an obstacle that you get to overcome and expand in the process of doing so. I love that. What can you think of one thing, David, that the stream said that you went, Whoa, <laughs> that was, because you said there's some things that were so far out of what you would have normally said. Can you think of anything? Uh, well, the, you know, the hardest thing for me to really kind of come to terms with was this idea that someone could walk into a school or, you know, a Walmart and shoot everybody there. And there's no consequence after death. There's no judgment of them from source. And that woe thing was, okay, source doesn't judge that, but... I have to judge that as a human being. I don't want to see that. I don't want that to happen right. to anybody else. So really getting deep into understanding what they mean by non-judgment. And the only path to that, like if you hear me say that, or if you hear the stream say that, if you hear the stream say that, you know, the uh, you know person that walked in and, and shot up to school or the uh, is not judged by them. You, when you're first listening to those teachings, you might think, well, what am I hearing here? You know, is this some demon that I'm listening to? You know, I, of course, we've been accused of that. And it's not that. It's that we're all eternal beings and that nothing that happens here on earth ends us. This is just an expression, a physical expression that's very, very temporary. And there's no right or wrong way to live this life and from their perspective and there's no right or wrong way to exit this life from their perspective. And it's all a co-creative experience. And now that I really allowed them to flow and spent a lot of time in that, I can see it from their perspective. But I think it's everyone's personal journey to get to that perspective if you want to go there. If you want to stay over in the judgment and, and never go there, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the beauty of those teachings is there's, there's every path has value. You know, that the, the most conservative religious extremist who believes in a one God theory and believes that everybody needs to live, you know, by this set of rules, they're serving a purpose here on the planet. And that religion may very well be serving them in, in a great way. And it's not for me to judge that, although they might judge me as evil or deviant or something for multiple reasons, but, you know, for, for channeling or whatever, that's that's OK. Their judgment of me is OK. And I'm not going to judge them for their path. And that's very freeing when you get to that space. And then if you can take it a little further and get into that non-judgment source perspective, and we call it zooming out in Thai. I don't know when you were in boot camp. I don't know if we called it zooming out at that point. And something. Well, it's a different perspective, right? It's a higher perspective. Yeah, it's, it's a, a very high perspective, but it's one that we can, we don't, I, I'm not necessarily looking to live in that perspective all the time. Uh, you know, there are some people in spiritual sects that want to sort of just meditate and just mm -hmm. be at peace all the time. 
I don't mm-hmm. know that that's even really possible. And I enjoy, you know, I, I am an eternal spiritual being, as we all are. And I'm here as a human being. And I'm enjoying this human being thing. And every once in a while, that means I'm going to go down my spiral. Every once in a while, that means I'm going to be catty <laughs> or make a, you know, snide remark about something. Or in, you every know, once it, in a while, we're human. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, it's just, we're, we're going to be our human selves and being able to balance that, that this human experience with that eternal wisdom knowledge is just such a satisfying, I can't, I can't even explain how satisfying it is to live life this way, to have that yeah. kind of perspective, to be able to tap into, but then come back into humanity and, you know, go do the things that a lot of people in, in spiritual circles think that you're not supposed to do. Eat meat, have a drink, you know, go out and whatever you want to do. There's right. no judgment from source around any of that. All of that judgment is human created judgment. And, you know, I think that's the true definition of enlightenment. Knowing that you are God, you know, knowing your divinity, having that that feeling you just had and still be able to be in our bodies and experience all the five senses and stuff. I think I think that's why we came, right? So we can kind of marry those two different aspects. Yeah, I, I think that, and again, that's the experience that they're having. But for me, and listening to the stream's teachings, you know, as phys- we came here to be physical. We came here right. to experience positive and negative. You know, we, we came to, to have a human life experience, not to sit on a mountaintop and meditate our days away. And, you know, I, I'll watch these, I'll see these posts, uh, you know, Instagram, places like that. Oh, now that I'm spiritual, I just want to go live in a cabin and never see another human being. Well, I don't necessarily think that that's being that deeply spiritually connected if you can't handle being around other beings. And I know I'm sounding judgmental there, but that's the way I feel about it. Like, you know, to me, no, the no, more I zoomed can... out I am, the, the more I can handle other people and appreciate them no matter how they are. That's the thing. To me, that's where the magic is. Well, and I could tell I was growing spiritually when everybody I looked at, no matter who, I had this love for them, right? I didn't know them. They weren't, you know, necessarily my peers. But but when you get to that, not that I'm there all the time, but when you get to that higher level, um, then, you know, it's really, um, and, and, but you're still in the, you can still hug people. You're still in this physical life. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and knowing that, that we can have a human judgment and then we can zoom out from it. And you know, something that you experienced with me, um, that's a good example of that, is when, when we did, uh, when I was on the other network where you are. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you still there? Uh-huh. You're still there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah when, I had, when I had my show on Law of Attraction Radio, we had a, a Law of Attraction Radio cruise. And I had never <laughs> been on a cruise before. And I didn't know anything. And he was I, I not never, a happy camper. Yeah, you were not. Uh, a in happy the beginning, camper. the first the first couple of hours, I was not a happy camper at all. I had never been on a cruise before. I was already kind of judging it as, oh my gosh, I'm going to go nuts cooped up on this boat. Well, I also have this empathic quality about me, so when I'm in a big crowd of people, sometimes that gets really overwhelming the energy. So I don't always enjoy a big big crowd. So uh-huh. you know, here you are, you know, marching on to this boat with thousands of people. Uh, I won't name the cruise line since we're on radio, but my, I, I told, uh, I have a really good friend, one of my best friends, Christina, is a big cruise person. And I told her what cruise line it was, and she goes, oh, that's the Walmart of cruise ships. I know, I know. <laughs> and so I had this, you know, I prejudged you know, notion of this cruise line. So I get on there, and it was packed, and it was crazy, and it was busy, and it was just overwhelming at first. And, you know, you were on it with your husband. And you two were just hanging out on the deck, just enjoying it, you know, and I'm out there like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this and that, this other thing. <laughs> and then after that, I realized, you know, I'm stuck on this boat. Well, it was like a week, right? It was like five, five nights uh-huh. at least. Uh-huh. And I yeah. thought, you know what? I need to use my tools and I need to change my whole vibe around this trip or it's going to be a very long five, five nights, six <laughs> nights, whatever it was. And I did. I looked for things to appreciate. I embraced it for what it was. And I ended up having a really, really good time. A really good time. Yeah. So, and and that, we all have the possible. power to do that. Yeah. 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 It's just a different perspective, right? You're just looking at it a little differently. Well, we have the power to do that over any situation and flow through everything. And now, you know, I'm 52. 
And I was on a, a, another show earlier this morning, another podcast earlier this morning, and the host is also uh, 52, and she was talking about how freeing it is to be this age and really not caring about the judgment of other people the way we used to and mm-hmm. detuning all of that. And it is. And then getting to this other level to where you're not judging your experiences and your manifestations, you're just flowing through whatever it is that you've created in appreciation of it. And so that cruise was, you know, what, a couple of years ago? And, you know, now I think I would appro- I would approach the whole thing very differently, even than just a couple of years ago. You know, a couple of years ago, I got on, I went down my spiral. It took me a few hours to go up. Now I think I would hop on any situation just in full appreciation of whatever it is for what it and is. It's not, yeah, and it's just going general, right? You're getting a general perspective and, and uh, try to focus on the gratitudes and stuff because, uh, there's so much out there to be grateful for. Yeah, always. And, and just really setting, you know, my life intention now is just to have fun, to be in joy, to uh, really love every stage of my life. You know, I'm only going to get older from here. So <laughs> enjoy my 50s, enjoy my 60s. If I get to see my 70s and 80s and beyond, enjoy all of that for whatever it is and not fight it. You know, sometimes you see people that are fighting age and fighting aging and, you know, all of this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, again, that's their experience that they're having and it's fine. But for me, I just I just want to enjoy every moment that I have and not fight any of it, especially when I put on, you know, 10, 20 pounds during COVID. I'm not going <laughs> to fight that. I'm going to appreciate here it is. You know, this is, this yeah. is Michael and I both. This is what it is. We're eating yeah. for recreation and, and this is the uh, result of that. So <laughs> We're kind of well, leveling you know, I, off I, now, though. So we're not gaining any more weight. We just put on some uh-huh. weight and kept it on. Yeah. But, you know, I'm 67, and I honestly think it's better now than it ever has been because there is a level of um, confidence and there's a level of serenity that you don't have and wisdom that you don't have. So, you know, I think it just gets better from here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I think you can sail all the way to the sunset of life and just enjoy every single stage for exactly (laughs) what it is. Okay, and And I'm not that close to... I'm not that close to the sunset of life. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't being specific about you. But okay, this is okay. the sunset of the show. Perfect segue. This is oh, the end. It went by so fast as it always does, Paula. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, I do appreciate you. I love you. being on it. Yeah, thank Paula so Kid Casey, check her out. Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you.